What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Today, episode number 87, I believe, we are talking about the six traits of successful dieters. Because why this subject? Because here's the thing. If you want to do pretty well anything worthwhile, anything that you want to get better at, one of the best things you can do is find the best out there and see what their habits have in common. You know, like let's say you want to be a millionaire, for example. It'd be, it'd be it'd do you some good to study the habits and traits of most millionaires. It's like, huh, almost every millionaire, these 18 millionaires I looked at, all have these seven things in common. They all read X many books a year. They attend X many conferences a year. They do this in all their organizations, you know, that kind of thing. So let, let's then let's give another example. Let's say you're a chef or you're a cook and you want to just kill it and take it to another level with your cooking and your chef skills and that stuff. I would think there's a lot of good to be that could be done to look at the top chefs in the world. Like go out and see the best chefs out there and see if they have anything in common. Like, oh, they all had this many hours under their belt. They all um, took this and did this with it. They, you know, do these things like this or whatever the case is. Um, you know, that's why, you know, so many people struggle with losing weight and dieting and working out and all this crazy stuff. Uh, losing fat, you know, tra trendy diet, this bullshit, that body wrap, this, whatever. So that's why I want, I, I compiled the six biggest traits of successful dieters, the people who actually lose weight, um, uh, lose weight, keep it off, are healthy, look better, feel better, and can like keep moving forward without hating their life. Okay. So I have the six top traits of successful dieters. So that's what we're going to hammer home. But before we do, I have one quick announcement. If you have not grabbed your free copy of Tactical Fat Loss, you can still do that whenever you want. Right now, if you want to grab a free copy of my guide, Tactical Fat Loss, you can either go to one of two places. You can either go to my Instagram bio at Real Jared Hamilton and grab it, or you can just go to the website, tacticalfatloss.com. Because here's the thing. So many people message me and they're either doing workouts that are not not conducive for their fat loss goals. They're getting tired of their workouts. They're not doing very good. They're either, or they may get stuck at home and can't make it to the gym or they get to the gym and they don't know what the fuck to do, or you're just tired and bored of your own workouts. So that's what my free guide tactical fat loss is all about. It's a bunch of brand new workouts, whether you work out at home or work out in a gym, there's both options in there. Um, that's going to help get you stronger, more defined, give you more energy and take your workouts to another level, which in turn takes your body to another level. So it's totally free. Um, a lot of people don't know, don't know I have it. So if that's the case, um, you can grab a free copy, like I said, either at tacticalfatloss.com or head over to my Instagram bio and click the link in there. Um, so yeah, anyway, six traits of successful dieters. Let's, let's talk about them. Number one fits their lifestyle. Here's the thing like that. Like these are the six you're going to want to write these down. Number one is fits, your, fits their lifestyle because here's the thing are as humans and people think we're fucking weird. Like I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people in just the personal training world and coaching world. And it, 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 people are crazy, man. Like, and just thinking like, I think about my schedule and my wife's schedule and like my friend's schedules and our lifestyles and everything. Everybody's weird. No one has the ideal, optimal, perfect lifestyle for fat loss. Okay. Even just, just if you think of your, the average mom, you may be the average mom out here. They're listening where it's like, you've got your stuff in your life that you do to make you happy, your hobbies, your 
um, day to day. You probably have a job, probably have some kids, probably have to take kids to school, to daycare, to sports, to more sports and to more sports. Most moms I know with kids, each kid plays like three or four sports. Um, and then you've got to keep the house all cut clean and tidy. You've got to take care of the husband. You've got to, uh, you, you probably most, you know, you've got laundry, you've got this, you've got this, you've got, you got so many things. And then trying to squeeze fat loss on top of it. Like, that's just one example. Like our, like it's, it's ridiculous. That's why you have to figure out what works best for you, your lifestyle. That's why you can't go to extremes. That's why you, just, you shouldn't hop on every trend out there. Like, Oh, I'm going to eat keto while fasting in six separate meals or whatever the case is when that's just not going to work for your lifestyle. Okay. That's why whatever you do has to fit you like a glove. Okay. So what's that look like? Like, for example, if you don't like, like if you would rather eat two meals a day, eat two meals a day, don't eat four to six. If you would rather eat six, seven, eight meals a day, eat six, seven, eight meals a day. Let's say you hate breakfast. Don't eat breakfast. Let's say you uh, prefer fruit over vegetables. Have fruit then. Don't have vegetables. Um, let's say you, right now you cannot, your schedule is too crazy to get hour-long workouts in and you can only get 20-minute home workouts in. Okay, get fucking 20-minute home workouts in. It's that kind of stuff. Okay, it's, stop trying to fit the mold that everyone else is doing. Stop, stop listening to what your um, your next-door neighbor Becky's doing and try to do the exact same thing Becky is is doing. It's crazy. People ask all the time. They're like, oh, well, what diet are you doing? What workouts are you doing? What, uh, what supplements are you taking? Okay. Doing that is exactly like going to a hospital, finding a friend in a different room and being like, what medication are you on? Oh, I should hop on that. When you're in there for two different fucking reasons, you want, one might have person might have cancer. The other person might have a broken leg. Like that's, that's the equivalent of that saying, what workouts are you doing? Oh, how many grams of protein do you have in a day? Oh, well, what supplements are you taking? Oh, what diet are you on? It's literally like going into a hospital and, and asking like, oh, well, what treatments are you getting? Oh, I should get that treatment when it's not even relevant to what you're doing. Do you see what I mean? So, um, side note, I did not come up with that, that example. Um, one of the guys I learned from his name is Joe Bennett. He came up with that, um, that example. So just want to give him credit for that. Um, so that's the biggest thing you have to fit whatever you're doing to your lifestyle or it's not that big of a deal. Okay. It should not cramp your style to diet and work out and eat right and do all this stuff. It should not be, um, troublesome in terms of making it work in your schedule and your just lifestyle. Okay. Number two kind of flows right into this has to be maintainable. If you cannot maintain, hear me on this one. If you cannot maintain what you're doing for years at a time, you have no business doing it. Okay. And like, like, so that this is why every, I get DMS probably every single day about the ketogenic diet. Um, people say, Oh, Jared, well, should I do keto? I'm like, do you like carbs? Well, yeah, then no, don't do it. Or like, or they're like, well, Jared, I'm doing keto. Uh, What do you think of it? I'm like, do you plan on having carbs in like 20 years? Well, yeah, well, no, no, you can't don't do the ketogenic diet because here's the thing, guys, if you can't main, if you cannot maintain it for the long haul, you're going to quit and your results are going to go backwards. Okay. That's why I never understood it. People try to go in such extreme protocols for like six to eight weeks, but you got to realize you got to be able to maintain that for six to eight years. And if you can't maintain what you're doing for six to eight years, don't do it because here's the thing. My buddy Carter good said it best. He said, how you maintain, how you maintain your weight loss is going to look a lot like how you lost it. So if the only way you lost weight was by, by, um, crazy calorie deprivation, 
zero carbs and copious amounts of cardio, chances are for you to maintain that, if that's how you lost it, chances are that's what you're going to have to do to maintain it. Okay. Cause I'm not in the business of yo-yo dieting. Um, I'll have clients and I'll have people who will want, who I'll set up a plan for them. And then they'll, uh, they'll be like, well, I want to add more cardio days. I want to add another hour to my workout. I want to add more calorie deficit. I want to add more. I'm like, no, stop. Like th that's not maintainable. Well, I just want to get this weight off. Then I'll be motivated. Like, stop. It's not very, yeah, you might be, might be motivating to lose 10 pounds in a month, but when you gain 15 the next month, that's not very motivating. You see what I mean? That's why with all of this, you have to have a long game thinking maintenance. You have to be able to maintain this. Think of like your marriage. If you're, for those of you that are married, you got to think like long game, like don't do so much, do go at your marriage. Like, Hmm, I'm, I'm going to be married for six to eight weeks. Like, what can I do to be married for six to eight weeks versus you're like, no, I've got to do stuff in my marriage. that's going to maintain me for like 60 to 80 years. So see what I mean? It's maintainability. Okay. Number three, so far we've had number one fits your lifestyle. Number two, maintainable. Number three, no off limit foods. This one's huge. You should not have off limit foods. You, you realize no food by itself inherently is good or bad. Do you know that? No food. Donuts do not make you fat. And broccoli does not make you like lose more weight. Because you know what happens if you eat donuts in a calorie deficit? You lose weight. You know what happens if you eat something quote unquote healthy like, I don't know, chicken breast? If you eat chicken breast in a calorie surplus, you'll store fat. That's why calories are the great equalizer. Because no food inherently in it and of itself is good or bad. It's all in the context in the, in the quantity. See what I mean? That's why like that's why I, I'm not a fan of going off limit with foods. You should not have to have a cheat day. I'm a fan of flexible dieting, but not a fan of good days and bad days, cheat days and on track days. You should not deprive yourself Monday through Friday then then binge on Saturday Sunday, because that's exactly what that is. A lot of people who struggle with binging, it's because they um, deprive themselves from and have off limit foods, you know, for like for Monday through Friday, and then they go absolutely fucking ape shit on Saturday Sunday. You know, someone on a Tuesday afternoon is like, man, I could go for a candy bar. Nope, it's not my cheat day. It's not the weekend. I can't, have my, I can't have my candy bar. And then they want it the next day, then the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. Then all of a sudden Sunday comes around and it's like, I'm going to eat a whole fucking bag of candy. Versus if you would have just had that one candy bar when you craved it and just had that one candy bar and then got back to normal, even made it work in your calories, you'd be fine. But too many people put certain foods on a pedestal way up on a pedestal so high they can't touch it they can't reach it then they like sexually lust after it all week and then they can finally have it and they wonder why they have a binge eating problem and then they can't get ahead with their weight loss because they have ten thousand calorie cheat days that's the issue no food should be associated with cheating okay you should not feel that means there's that if you're going to do that that means that if you're cheating on your diet quote unquote cheating that means there's guilt and negative emotions associated with it and that's not the case at all there's so much long-term stuff of time, effort, and consistency that goes into whether you're losing weight or gaining weight than just a donut, a bag of candy, or a bar of candy. See what I mean? So that's why you shouldn't have any off-limit foods. Everything in moderation. Everything in moderation. Number four, in terms of six traits of successful dieters, the fourth trait, not perfect. You got to understand you're going for progress, not perfection. Too many people. Too many people measure their their diet and fat loss stuff in terms of, um, excuse me, in terms of perfection. 
like, oh, I had, let's say your calorie limit, let's say you, for you to lose weight, you need to eat, let's say 2000 calories. You're like, you had 2000 or 2,310 calories. And you're like, oh no, I fucked up. Like, no, you're 10 calories off. Like, come on. It does, that's, that's, that's good. But let's, or something to the extent of, um, let's say like I have a client right now where she, um, she used to have a hard time if she fell off the wagon and just blew her diet, like in a day, she would start back in like two or three, four weeks. But now it's the point where she'll like, if she falls off the wagon, she's back on track the next day, if not that next meal. That's what I'm talking about. That is progress. That doesn't, she, you, you don't have to be perfect to hit your goal. You just have to be consistent and have progress. Okay. For some progress, maybe instead of eating a whole pizza, eating four slices of pizza or progress for some may be crazy night out with tons of drinks, tons of food and binging to, um, you know, a Taco Bell drive through that's progress. You know, let's say you, um, before you would like work out, uh, either two hours or not at all. But if like, let's say your workouts, because right now, like life is crazy, you hit it for 20 minutes instead of not like, that's fucking amazing. So understand you don't have to be perfect. You just have to have consistent progress. So you're going for progress, not perfection. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, number five in terms of traits of successful dieters, slow, 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 slow. You guys don't understand. Like a lot of people get in trouble with dieting is because they're trying to speed up something that was meant to be slow. You know what I mean? It's like, um, it's um, imagine, imagine the, um, you go to the doctor, let's say you break your leg, you just snap your shin bone, your tibia in half. Um, and you go to the doctor and he puts it in a cast and gets it set and says, all right, I'll see you in six months. And you're like, doc, holy shit, six fucking months. Are you kidding me? Um, well, can't you like, give me something that, you know, is gonna, you know, can't you give me something that like, can, you know, make that happen in like three weeks? The doc's going to look at you like you're just a moron. Because healing bones is no by no means fast. It's a slow process, right? So there's no way you can speed up a slow process. Fat loss is no different. It's fucking slow. I had someone tonight. Fat loss and muscle gain is both slow. Like I had somebody at the gym tonight um, came up to me and said, "Man, dude, I need to I need to hit my goal in uh, what was it? I think like needs to gain t- 12 pounds of mass. No, no, lo- no, gain 10 pounds of muscle in a month." I said, 10 pounds of muscle in one month. Yeah, I have to do it to hit my goal. I'm like, well, you need to change your goal because that is not possible. And they're like, what do you mean? And I said, gaining six to 10 pounds of lean tissue in a year is good progress. You guys think fat loss is slow progress? You should look at muscle gaining progress. That's even slower. And I said, dude, you're looking at like six to 10 pounds of lean tissue in a year. Like that's what we're looking at. Not, not, you know, not 10 pounds in a month. And he's like, oh, wow, I had no, like they had no idea because everyone sells you this idea that shit has to be quick, easy, and fast. It's, it's not like that. See what I mean? Where with all of this stuff, it, it, it's going to be slow because here's the thing. If you have fast fat loss progress, it's going to, you're going to lose it that quick, easy, quick, quick as well. You see what I mean? So this shit takes time. It takes slow fat loss progress. You're lo- like, that's the thing is fast progress is half a pound to a pound and a half ish a week. And it's not going to be that consistent. It's not going to be that linear, I should say. But here's the thing. Progress is still progress. Let's say you lose half a pound every month versus every week. You're still going to get to your goal. Quit being in such a hurry. Of course, have a sense of urgency, but don't be in such a hurry where you're, where 
you can't enjoy the process where you just are like, why is it not there? Why am I not there? Why am I not there? Okay. Not, can't have that. Then the last one, the six traits of successful dieters, low stress. I know a lot of you are turning your head and you're going, wait, what? How's, how's like, I'm stressed out all the time. Here's the thing. Your diet and workout regimen should not make you stressed out and anxiety filled. Almost every person I know who comes to me struggling with dieting is stressed the fuck out. You can't, you can't be like that. You, if your diet and workout system or whatever you want to call it gives you anxiety, gives you stress and where you're on edge and all you're thinking about is fucking calories and macros and broccoli and clean food and dieting all day, every day where all you are is a stress and anxiety filled mess. You're not doing it right. There are so, here's the thing. There are so many ways to win. There are, you have no idea how many ways there are to get you to be where to get, to get you from where you're at to where you want to be. And there's a handful of them that are not going to give you a bunch of stress and anxiety. So if you are sitting there, not in your head right now, where you're stressed, where you're anxiety filled and all this dieting stuff just sends you over the edge and you're, you're not sure how to go about it. I want you to reach out to me, shoot me a message and we'll talk and we'll get this figured out because I promise you it shouldn't be like that. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. So, all right guys, that is it. Wrap like to recap the six traits are number one fits their lifestyle. The six traits of successful dieters fits their lifestyle, maintainable, no off limit foods, not perfect, slow and low stress. Those are the six biggest traits of successful dieters. So I hope this episode helped. Um, if you need help with any of this, if you're still lost and confused or you're like, dude, I don't, how do I, you know, let's say like that last one, you're like, dude, how, how on earth can I diet without stress? Then I want you to shoot me a DM and I'll help. So, um, be sure also, um, just a reminder from my, like I mentioned in the beginning, don't forget to go grab a free copy of tactical fat loss, um, at tactical or the link in my Instagram bio. Otherwise, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.